You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your double daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysonacouch.com, and yeah, I am doubling up today. Didn't do an episode on Tuesday, so we're going to fix that. And another, there's another reason I wanted to do this episode. I'm going to make that clear pretty quick. Um, the second half, we're going to talk about Dave Hudgens and his comments on the first day of spring training and... In, in regards to his involvement with the Astros sign-stealing scandal. But I am going to take the opportunity to step outside of baseball in the first half here. And I know it's it's something I do rarely. But I feel in this time that, you know, I've been a Locked On Blue Jays host. A lot of y'all have gotten to know me. And a lot of you know what I'm about. A lot of you are here specifically because you know what I'm about. And today was the first time I really saw sports engage with the transgender community. And it came about because Dwayne Wayne, former Miami Heat guard, went on Ellen and discussed how he had a conversation with his child who expressed to Dwayne and his wife Gabrielle Union that she was a girl and her name was Zaya and she wanted to be referred to as such. And honestly, it was a little funny hearing talking heads on ESPN have to to try and deal with bringing up that discussion and having a serious freaking discussion on transgender rights. Because I know, I know ESPN's not not wanting to do that. I mean, they don't want to sound any more liberal than they do. Dan Lebetard said as much on his show. And, you know, it is, it is a little difficult to kind of hear that, like, that, it, it takes something like this to actually get transgender issues in the mainstream like that in front of an audience that probably should be more aware of it, whether they want to hear it or not. And I did want to discuss it a little bit because, I mean, as a lot of you know, I am transgender. I, I have been out for eight months now. Feels crazy to say that. And, you know, I, I found myself listening to, to the Ellen clips and to the ESPN and a lot of their talk was about Dwayne Wade and how he's going through it and, and trying to make that kind, kind of leap in his own head. And I understand why they would do that because, I mean, they have no idea what Zaya's going, gone through what she is going through, what she will continue to go through. And they tried to frame it through Dwayne Wade, because that's 
that's the only reason why it got discussion on a national sports network in a majority of its blocks because Dwayne Wade is this is this conquering hero and now I hate to say it because this is this is the way they feel this is the way they're going to do it they see this as something that isn't run of the mill it it isn't what the average person deals with and like oh we have to talk about Dwayne Wade having a transgender kid and one it sucks that that's the notion they have to take with it I I am glad that it did lead to some discussion on how important it is that people do familiarize themselves with you know this this basic concept that often gets severely misunderstood and severely twisted by a religious right that just cannot deal with it and does not want to deal with it and as such hates it and wants to get rid of it. And in that way, it was it was nice that it was it was put out there. And I do appreciate that ESPN did uh, let its uh, its. Israel Gutierrez speak on it as as the um, as the only gay reporter who's regularly on at the network. I did appreciate that he was allowed to give his perspective because he is probably the closest person there to be able to understand that and speak to you know that process of coming out, that process of of exposing that that innermost fear, that innermost secret that you've held for so long. And, and being able to put it out there. What I didn't appreciate was, again, the masculine framing of it. Like, like Dwayne Wade's having to deal with this issue. Like, it's it's not dealing with an issue. It's just, it's something that, that happened. Someone told Dwayne Wade how they feel and how they identify. It's not exactly a challenge. As much as people want to make it seem like I even even before recording this podcast, I saw an argument between a a transgender activist and some religious woman from New Zealand who thought her religious beliefs gave her the right to call this transgender woman a man and repeatedly do that despite, you know, being asked not to. And... You know, those, unfortunately, are probably going to be things that Zaya does have to deal with. And it's important that her parents do support her in in that path. And I, again, I it feels like I'm bagging on ESPN a bit um, for, for deifying Dwayne Wade in this situation. Which, I mean, again, they shouldn't be. But I appreciated Dwayne Wade going on Ellen and saying that he had to to learn. He had to figure things out. Him and Gabrielle had to talk to people and had to educate themselves. Because I I can almost guarantee you, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union were not thinking about transgender people for for more than like 10 seconds in, in a given day until Zaya came home and told them what she told them. And... It is sad that that is what it takes a lot of times. I mean, just talking from my own experience coming out, um, I don't, I don't know how much my parents actually thought about it. My mom works in education. Um, 
my dad does he's a trucker and i don't know how much they actually thought about um transgender people until i showed up wearing nail polish and they're like why are you wearing nail polish and i i told them and i know it can be a challenge for them for the parents in that situation to understand and you know it did take my parents a little bit i i said before my mom it she's she's a woman of reason she wanted to know why she wanted to to figure out there there had to be a reason why i was transgender instead of just you know accepting it and it took some time but she did get to that point she she got education she she took the time to see like in my own self how much of a difference it made to be able to be myself instead of of trying to act like this other person and you know from from what i heard it sounds like zaya is going to get the support she needs as she navigates this and i mean she she obviously felt the strength to be able to do this and that is something i am fortunate for as well i'm i'm glad Zai is able to do this at 12 instead of having to hold it in and go through life and and not be able to do it until she's 40 or or 30 like I did. So she's going to have the opportunity to avoid a lot of pain, a lot of internal excruciating pain because she has the support and she feels she can do this. And I I think her parents will be a good system for that just one major problem i had with with Dwayne wade's appearance don't go dead naming your kid on national tv that is not for you to share you you have to be able to let them kind of tell their story and then if they if they put it out there themselves then fine you can use it but you can't do that like I know there are going to be people who will still think of me as Ryan. That's that's a fact of life. And I know that. Like, I, I chose to put myself out there publicly while I was Ryan. So there's still going to be evidence of what Ryan did and what Ryan said. And I'll still have to answer for that. But I'm willing to answer for that because I, I, I know... Like I said, as a very low-level public figure in the Blue Jays universe, you know, that's that's something that I I have to be able to do and that I can do to to at least put myself out there to answer those questions and help people understand and and help people see that, you know, it's not about challenging them, it's not about spitting in their face or or going against the word of some imaginary man from 2000 years ago and i'm not saying i don't believe in god i'm saying an imaginary man wrote up the bible and put his own in there and i'm sorry i swore (laughs) that will be that will be beeped out but i i i my ultimate hope i guess is that you know this does make people more aware and that Zaya gets to live the life that 
she wants and deserves and that people are respectful ultimately because I think that's the biggest problem right now is it's so easy to disrespect the transgender community because no one bats an eye and maybe we'll get there at some point I know slowly shaming religious people one by one probably not going to get there but it's it's an ongoing fight and if this allows Dwayne Wayne and Gabrielle Union to add their voices to the fight, then at, at least they're here. At least they're here now. And at least they're willing to do that. Because that is very important as religious right extremists try to continue to take rights away. And try to continue to punish people for being who they are. So, it's nice to have you on board, Dwayne. It's nice to have you on board, Gabrielle. You gotta defend Zaya with your lives now. So, I hope you're up to the task. Alright, I did promise Blue Jays talk in this episode, so we're going to talk about Dave Hudgens right after this break. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So, this has been a great, great day for the Blue Jays to open spring training. I mean, what with Reese McGuire getting arrested for basically being stupid, essentially. Come on, dude. Like, don't change in your car. Get Go into the, go into the strip mall bathroom. How, how quick and painless wouldn't that that been? Anyway... In addition to that, Dave Hudgens spoke to the media for the first time since the Astro scandal fallout and struck a very apologetic tone, which is not surprising given the people who have since been disassociated with the Astros organization have tended to strike that kind of tone. And Hudgens said that he regretted and is sorry he didn't do anything to stop it when it was happening. He said he thought something could have been done and it didn't. And now we're dealing with this. It it almost makes it sound like he's just sorry it got to this point where he has to talk about it in spring training and instead of the Jays and all the moves they made and, the, and his strategies for helping from the bench. And like, I don't want people to be sorry that it was found out. I want people to be sorry it that it happened and he he is saying that but don't don't say you know now we have to deal with this say what you you are sorry for do not put it on like the media because that's what it made it sound like it made it sound like he was blaming the media for bringing it up and i'm sorry dude you are there you have to deal with this it is now on you and Hutchins said he first became aware when the garbage cans were going off and he's he asked what the what's going on and they said it it let him it let the player know when the breaking ball was coming I don't know how much of that is true it it seems like um given they're throwing Carlos Beltran completely under the bus for this 
It makes it sound like Beltran was a ringleader and the staff had no idea what was going on, which... Really? I don't know. I... I just don't don't know if that that would have been the case. And Hudgens said that they continued to do it in the playoffs, that it was a little harder to hear, but they still did it. And, you know, Hudgens didn't end up punished by Major League Baseball, wasn't, you know, suspended or fired or anything. And for the Blue Jays, that seems to be good enough and that they will, you know, keep him on the bench. I I said I said when it came out that that since Hutchins cooperated and wasn't found to be a ringleader or anything like that I was fine with keeping him on the bench and I will maintain that position. But again, as far as apologies go, I think it could have been handled a little more tactfully at the end. I mean, it seemed like Hutchins was was trying to tell the truth at least the truth he told Major League Baseball. But the, the fact that he said that now we are dealing with this line makes me feel like he's more sorry that it's a distraction. And that is entirely the wrong lesson to take from this. You, like, it's the same thing like Pe- Pedro Martinez and Jessica Mendoza blaming Mike Fires for, for causing a storm and, and making everything a distraction. That is not the lesson to be taking away from this. The lesson to be taking away from this is that someone cheated and now they are going to be punished for it because that is what life is supposed to be. You are supposed to be punished for doing the wrong thing, for doing the dishonest thing. You do not get punished for telling the truth, you know, unless you're like confessing to murder or something, in which case, yeah, you're going to get punished. But you, you do not get in trouble for that. And you do not get to blame the people who are casting the light on that truth because of the actions done by your organization, by your team. You do not get to do that. So don't don't say now you're dealing with it. So just say, you know, we we should have done more. We didn't do it. We're sorry. That's it. That's the end of it. Don't blame the media. Blame yourself. Because that's all you can do. Anyway, this has been a very emotional uh, episode of Locked on Blue Jays. If you want to, you know, discuss anything I've said here about, you know, transgender people in sports spheres or Dave Hudgens, feel free to follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. And... Follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, make sure you're subscribed on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya. However you get podcasts, make sure you don't miss an episode because sometimes I'm going to double dip like this, you know, especially given Tuesday is a bit of a tricky day. And... Again, going to remind y'all to check out my appearance on Locked on MLB with uh, Sully. That came out today. You know, talked a lot of Blue Jays with him. Got him good and educated on what's going on here. And, you know, how good the team's going to be. And 
we will be back tomorrow talking about MLB's rule changes. I I didn't want to just shove it into a half episode. I want to go full in on that because there's there's a lot there we're going to have to discuss. So look for that tomorrow in between me trying to drive out to Tantalan to get my letter in for surgery. So that's going to be fun. Anyway... For everyone here at the Lockdown Podcast Network and for everyone at jaysroomtocouch.com, I'm E.J. Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. Bye.